Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another amazing Monday with the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. As always, I hope you've gotten off to an amazing, amazing start of this week. I am feeling extra excited today. I'm going to be honest. I, I know I feel excited a lot of the time. and I say that on a lot of those episodes. But today is a little bit of a special day for me because I'm about to debut 115 with a six-year-old. So that always brings a little bit of extra excitement just doing that first new level for the first time so I'm super super pumped about that but other than that I hope you are having as an amazing days as I am if not we're about to make it amazing so if you haven't actually done so yet make sure that you press the follow button in whatever player that you are using that way you won't miss out on any of my future episodes and then before I dive into today's episode, something that I wanted to talk about real quickly is that after working with riders on a lot of different levels, I've identified 10 mistakes that a lot of riders make and that actually holds them back from performing to that to their full potential. And it's holding them back from taking that step up to the next level. And therefore, I've decided to do a free webinar and it's going to be tomorrow on the 15th of March. So if you're listening to this on the day it comes out on the 14th, you're going to have to be quick in taking action. So what you want to be doing is that you want to go to the show notes, the show notes of this episode. In there you find a link in which you can register and make sure you do this as soon as possible because the spots in these webinars are going to be limited. Now, some, uh, apart from talking about those, those 10 mistakes, obviously, also I will be announcing the winner of the giveaway. So I talked about this giveaway on last week's episode. The giveaway is one free spot in the PEP program. So an entirely free spot. You get to enter the PEP program, get all the advantages and being part of this community all for free. So to enter this draw, make sure that you give the podcast a rating and review, either in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. In Apple Podcasts, all you need to do is to go to show, scroll down all the way to the bottom, click on the start and type a comment in there. Really easy. And in Spotify, it's actually even easier. You just press go to show, you click on the stars there. Now, that's the first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is that you also need to share something about the podcast on your social media. And it's really important that you tag me in it because if you don't tag me in it, I won't know that you're part of the draw. So when you share this, a selfie of yourself or a print screen or something, just that you are listening to the podcast, make sure you also tag me in it. Now, remember to do this as soon as possible. Again, this webinar is on the 15th of March, so tomorrow. And if you haven't registered, if you haven't draw, like entered the draw before that, the chance is missed. So make sure, maybe just you know, put this episode on pause. Go ahead is to do this right now because you have to do it today to be able to, to enter the drawing and to be part of the webinar. Now, with all that out the way... I'm going to go ahead and dig into today's episode. And what I'll be talking about is the best way to learn a new skill. This is a concept from the book, The Inner Game of Tennis. 
You might be thinking now, tennis, Jocelyn, that's not really relevant. I know it's not quite relevant for what we are doing, but it is a skill sport. So just as horse riding, also tennis is a skill sport. And there are actually surprisingly many similarities. And what I'll be doing today in this episode, I'm going to take the uh, one of the concepts in this book that I think is really, really interesting, and I'm going to translate it for you, and I'm going to connect it to horse riding. So I'm going to tie this into horse riding and how you can use the skill, the, the concepts that they are describing to learn new skills in your riding. So I actually did a live about this also a couple of weeks ago. So if you already listened to that live, this might be a little bit of repetition. It's not so bad because if you heard it then, the question is, are you still doing those things or, or maybe you need a refresher so you don't have to turn this episode off I do think it could be a really good reminder uh, but I also got a lot of feedback from that live saying it was a really interesting concept and therefore I figured it was worth to also pull this into the podcast and share with it with you as a listener of this podcast so to take things back to the ba- basics when we're talking about learning new skills the first question I want to ask you is how do kids learn so when you were a kid, two or three years old, you might, you might not remember, honestly, I don't remember exactly. But but if you have any kids in your surroundings, if you have kids yourself, think about this. How do kids learn? For example, if they want to learn to walk, how do they do that? Like a two, two-year-old don't have a big vocabulary. They don't understand much actually spoken language. So they can't get any instructions, right? So the question is like, how do they actually learn? Think about this. What, what kids are doing, actually, because, as again, again they, they, they don't have much of a speaking possibilities and they can't listen to instructions. So what they do, they actually look at other people, grown-ups, a lot of time their parents. So they look at their parents and then they imitate what they are doing. So they create this really clear image in their head of what, what the parents or the grown-ups or other people are doing and then they try to do the same thing. So... What's really interesting with kids is a lot of the time when they don't succeed or fail, they don't like judge themselves. They don't start speaking out like, oh, you suck. You, you try to stand up, you try to walk and you, you, you fail like for the 15th time. You suck. They don't do that. None of it. None of it whatsoever. What kids do, they, they, they fall over and they just stand up again and they try again. And they look at their parents today, they create that image in their head and they try it again another time and they try again and they try again. Until they succeed, right? And let's be honest, like not, not a single kid is going to succeed the first time. Like none of them. But what they're doing, like every time they try, for every try, they, they, they learn something. Their body registers that, okay, that was a little bit too much weight to, to the front. That was a little bit too much weight to the back. And, and every time their body is simply adjusting. So without them actually having to think about it, their, their, their body is just like feeling what, what, what worked and what didn't work and they're adjusting slightly. So for every try, they're, they're adjusting something slightly. With, again, without thinking about it, their body is just naturally doing this. Now, what's really funny is that a lot of the time, I mean, we, we all have this possibility, obviously, because we, we had it in us as kids. And it's not like this, this, this skill of, of just feeling and adjusting was forgotten. The problem is when we become grown-ups is that we learn language and we start listening to technical instructions and we start overthinking things. So really, all this noise is sort of overriding that natural skill of learning, which is, which is an amazing skill, right? Because it doesn't even require any you know, actual thinking and no instruction. It's just the body's natural way of feeling what, what worked and what didn't work and it's adjusting itself. 
So what we want to be doing really is just like quieting out all that noise that was added afterwards and just go back to, to, to using that same skill we had as kids and that we still have. Again, all we need to do is quiet out all that noise that came afterwards. So if we talk about then how grown-ups learn, like a lot of the time we get told how to do something. So, so maybe go, go back and think of a time, the last time you tried to learn something new. Something relating to your horse riding can also be something else. But, but obviously, it, it's easy if we talk about riding. So I'll take an example related to horse riding later on. But the thing with instructions is that it can be really clunky. So words are really clunky. So when we get an instruction from someone, it's not interpreted in our brain exactly the same way it, it, it was that other person was thinking it in, in, in his or her brain. So, so for example, I don't know if you've experienced this, experienced this, but I've had this a lot of the time where I go to one trainer and this person gives me a certain instruction, like how to sit up straight, for example. One, one trainer will say, like, put your shoulders back. Okay, put my shoulders back. Didn't quite work. It didn't quite have the result that I had in mind. Then a couple of months later, I'm, I'm training with another trainer and, and this other trainer might say, like, open up your, your chest. So this, this trainer is not saying, like, put your shoulders back. This tra- trainer is saying, opening up your chest. And I open up my chest and I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels good. And then I remember this instruction for this other, from this other training, like, a, a couple of months back when it told her to put my shoulders back. And I'm like, oh, now I understand what that trainer back then wanted to achieve, what that trainer, trainer was trying to make me do. It's just that that instruction that that trainer gave back then, it didn't make sense for me. So it probably made sense in, in the trainer's head, like she or he but like understood like the, what they wanted to try to make me do. But it just didn't click in my brain because my brain didn't translate the words to doing in the same way as, as, as their brain did. While opening up your chest, that instruction was interpreted in the right way in my head. So... What I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to explain here is that words are clunky. Words are not interpreted in the same way for everyone. So that's why words can be a little bit dangerous. And, and that's why we, we, it's much better to rely on feeling and experience and, and that natural way of learning. And, and having instead of overthinking and thinking about those instructions and trying to translate words to doing... It's much better to just allow your body to feel what's working. Feel what's working, what's not 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 working, and allow it to just adjust by itself. So to make this all a little bit more concrete, I'm going to put it into three-step process. Because again, we are grown-ups and we like our processes and our, our instructions. So I'm gonna still put this in a in a sort of process in which you can put this to use. Because let's be honest, if someone just tells you like just feel, like we've all tried that, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But I'm going to give you like a step-by-step process. So there's three steps in which you can use to learn a new skill. So the very first thing here is what you want to be doing. Just like those kids that are two or three years old, create a clear possible picture in your head of your desired outcome. So just as that kid that's looking at their parents, watching them walk, and they they create that really, really clear image of what it looks like walking in their head, create a really clear image of what it is that you want to be doing, how you want it to look like, how you want it to feel. Then the second thing you want to be doing is trust your body 
to perform as its best and learn from both successes and failures. So don't overthink this too much and don't like try too hard because that's a lot of the time we, we, we think about something and then we're like, oh, I should do it like that and should I do it like that? Oh, that doesn't work and that doesn't work. And we try to overthinking. It's not about thinking and trying. It's about just feeling, doing something and then feel what happens. Notice what happens, but don't try to adjust it like. Okay, I, I hope this I, this can, this can get a bit of confusing. So if you have any questions about this afterwards, then definitely don't hesitate to get in touch with me. But basically, you want to trust your body to just let it do, let it do. And then the third thing is observe what happens without judgment. So really notice what happens and feel what happens, and don't label it as good or bad. So if you, for example, if you're riding poles, rather than saying like, oh, that was a bad distance or that was a good distance, just say like, okay, that was a close distance. That was a, a, a big distance. Like just tell it, just say it as it is, if you necessarily want to say it out loud, but don't add any judgment to it. Don't put any judgment to it as to whether it was bad or whether it was good. Just like observe what happened, notice what happened, but that's all. Why is this so important? Because when we do that step of judgment, we occupy our brain with judging instead of learning. So go back to this kid. A kid does not judge themselves. If they fall on the ground, they don't go, oh, you idiot, you fell over again. They don't. And also they, they don't celebrate themselves for doing well either. I mean, because this is, this is quite interesting. It's not about like only not avoiding bad judgment, but it's also about avoiding good judgment, like judging yourself for doing good. Because every kind of judgment is going to ruin that natural process of learning. So the moment, the learning moment when your body is feeling and experiencing something, that's when you want to allow it to do that and focus only on that. And no judgment. Because when you judge, that moment of natural learning is lost. So I'm going to pull this all into an example just to make it all a little bit clear. So the first step we talked about is create the clearest possible picture of your desired outcome. So for example, something that I've, I used a lot is my seat. So when I'm, when I'm sitting on my horse uh, and I want to you know, improve my, my skill of sitting well in, in, in the saddle. So what I do is that I, I see an image in my head of, of this, this, this guy that I know that is, is riding eventing on a really high level. And his dressage seat is honestly just amazing. Like I haven't seen anyone who can sit that well on a horse. It just looks so natural. It looks like he's, he's part of the horse. Like he's sitting straight. He's still relaxed. He's one with the horse. So what I do, I, view th I, I, I see an image of him riding in my head. And then I just let my body do. And I, and I just like let my body follow what, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself sitting much better. And even if I weren't to, to, to sit perfect and I would like lean forward a little bit, I'm not going to judge myself. Again, don't judge yourself. Just let your body do and feel what happens. And then let it adjust as per that your body see fit. But just let your body do it. Don't interrupt it with your overthinking brain. An another example. So again, first step, create the clearest possible picture of your head of your desired outcome. This is super important. So if you want to be, for example, riding, riding distances, create a, like, 
create an image in your head of what it looks like and what it feels like to ride a good distance. I mean, we've all had moments where we had that feeling when you just like the, the distance came out perfect. Create an image in your head of what that looks like and what that feels like and then focus on that. Step two, trust your body to perform and, and let it learn. So don't worry about if you succeed or if you fail, if it works, if it doesn't work, like leave it out all of the game, like leave it out. Just do, like let it happen. Let your body just do what it's supposed to be doing. Oftentimes we're trying so hard to see a distance that we forget how to ride. We occupy our brain with what if this happened? What if that happens? Maybe I should do a little bit of that. Maybe I should do a little bit of this. Like quiet out the noise and just let your body do. And then the third thing, and again, if you really have to like put something in your head, put that visual image in your head. Like that's what's supposed to be in there. That visual image, that's all that you want your like conscious brain to be doing. And then you let your subconscious brain just do. And trust it, trust it. Don't interrupt it. Don't start giving it instructions like you should do this and you should do that and you should you should pull your right leg on. Just leave your body to do what it's supposed to be doing. And then number three, observe what happens without judgment. So again, if you get a big distance or if you get a, get a close distance, I mean, just notice what it is, but don't add that second step with judging. Don't be like, oh shit, oh fuck, oh no, hell, you know, oh, you suck. You know, all those things that we tell ourselves in our brain, like, you idiot. Like, can you still not learn a distance? Why is it that you suck today? Like, just quiet those, just skip that step. Just notice what happens. Like, that was a that was a close distance. And that stops, stops. Like, no other judgment to it. And also, like, don't, and again, like, it's also about, the positive judgment right so even if you get a really good distance who hasn't done that like you, you jump a fence and then you're like you're so focused on jumping that fence and then you land and you're like yes that was a good distance and then you think about that for two seconds and then you already lost your concentration for for the next fence who hasn't done that like we, we jump and then we're like so busy about judging how that fence went whether it was good or bad we're so busy with that that we already forgotten to ride to our next fence and then we screw the next fence up right so just leave that judgment out of the picture. Just let your body do. And, you know, if you have to register something, just register the facts, like pure facts, no judgment added to it. So those were the three steps. I'm going to take them one more time just to make sure it's all clear. First of all, create the clearest possible picture in your head of what your desired outcome, what you want it to look and feel like. Number two. Trust your body to perform it and, and, and that it's going to do it its best and trust it to learn from both successes and failures. And number three, just observe what happens, what it is that your body is really doing. Like take the judgment completely out of the picture and just feel. And then just go about it again. Cre again, create that really clear image in your head about what you want it to look and feel like and then just go about it again and again and again. And what you'll start to notice is that your body is automatically going to adjust. If you manage to stay quiet in your head. So that's actually all I got for you for today. I hope you found this interesting. If you found it interesting, know that this is one of the topics we will dive really deep into in the, in the PEP program. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this, this episode, I'm actually giving away one spot completely for free to the PEP program. And the way you can enter the drawing is to 
give this podcast a rating or a review in Spotify or Apple Podcast, and also make sure you share something about it on your social media. Then what you're going to want to be doing is to register for the webinar, 10 Mistakes That Ruin Our Performance in the Saddle and How You Can Avoid Them. This webinar is on the 15th of March, so it's going to be tomorrow. So make sure you go in and register today. And then I'm going to be announcing the winner during that webinar. So if you have taken any value at all whatsoever from this episode, make sure you share it with your friends and family. And other than that, I only have one more thing that I want to be doing, and that is to challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing. See you next week.